Lines. Welcome back to Fault Lines with Nixon Stranahan on 105.5 FM and 1390 AM in Washington, D.C. We have with us now Dr. Michael Dever, uh, uh, Neverdakis. He's the host of Dialogos Radio and a contributor to Mint Press News. Uh, good morning, Dr. Neverdakis. Welcome to Fault Lines. Good morning. Glad to be back. So Not- I have a question. Um, one of the things I do want to touch uh, with, base with, with you on there before we get to Greece is the issue of Turkey. There's a row going between the U.S. and Turkey. Turkey may be leaning towards Russia. And then Greece is right next to Turkey. What the, the Greek take on the dynamics regarding two things, A, the Turkish economy issues, and B, Turkish relations, relations with the United States. What is the kind of the general take on that in your country? Or is there one? Yes. Starting with the economy, I think that a lot of Greeks are viewing what is happening in Turkey with a bit of a sense of irony, considering the Greek economic situation over the past decade. Um, This was a time where Turkey was flexing its economic muscle. Uh, Turkey had a bit of an economic boom going back the past 10 years or so, and seeing their currency suddenly collapse so dramatically and even um, some talk that Turkey might request some assistance from the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, uh, is being met with a sense of irony in Greece, even though we shouldn't forget that uh, Turkey, uh, going back to the early part of the uh, of the century, in um, around 2002 or so, had once again requested uh, a bailout of sorts from the IMF. So that's the economic part. But looking at the political and geopolitical component, um, I think people in Greece are following very closely and with great interest what is happening between Turkey, Russia, and the United States. And quite honestly, what you hear in Greece is a whole mixed bag of reactions and theories about where this might lead. There's a lot of people who are hoping to see Turkey, um, and especially Turkey under, uh, (laughs) under Tayyip Erdogan, Um, go down in some way. Turkey has been very aggressive towards Greece in the past uh, few years, uh, especially in the past year in particular. Um, And there's a lot of people in Greece that um, would not be too sad to see something um, unfortunate happen to the Erdogan regime. But from a more serious standpoint, um, I think that um, most Greek people do understand that uh, Turkey strategically has turned to Russia. Uh, Relations with the United States have been deteriorating for the past year or more. Um, I think there is some concern on the one hand that that the Turkey and Russia have been building closer ties. Many in Greece feel that this is a missed opportunity, a missed geopolitical and and diplomatic uh, opportunity for Greece. Uh, especially as relations between Greece and Russia has have uh, worsened in uh, recent months. Uh, at the same time, and and we saw this with the release of the um, of the two Greek soldiers, and you can talk more about this if you want. The two Greek soldiers that were being held by Turkey, uh, there is um, a sense that the United States is um, increasingly uh, using its muscle um, uh, against Turkey. And that this might have some uh, some geopolitical results that might impact Greece as well. Well, let's also talk about because the other thing that I saw in the headlines and explain this, you sort of uh, hinted at some of the issues with with Greece and Russia. But Greece recently recalled their envoy to rush from Russia, correct? 
Yes, that is correct. And so explain um, what was going on with that, because that's uh, that's a fairly strong and statement. I, and this is the first I've heard of any row between Greece and Russia. What uh, you know, is, is there is there an issue between those two countries relations? Uh, at a diplomatic level, uh, yes, there is an issue. Um, relations have been worsening since uh, since July. Uh, this all began when Greece expelled uh, some Russian diplomats uh, from Greece in July, and there were claims on the part of the Greek government at the time uh, that these diplomats were engaged in uh, bribery within Greece and in activities that were meant to undermine the agreement that was recently reached between the Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras and the Prime Minister of Greece's northern neighbor, the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, Zoran Zaev is their Prime Minister, uh, regarding the name dispute, uh, regarding the Macedonian name dispute between the two countries. Uh, the Greek government was claiming that Russia was trying to undermine this agreement because it does not want to see the country that calls itself or has been calling itself Macedonia enter NATO, which, of course, NATO membership uh, green lighting NATO membership uh, was one of the components of this uh, deal that was reached between the two countries. So there were claims that uh, that r these Russian diplomats and Russian, I guess, uh, influences in general were trying to undermine this agreement and were even behind the rallies that were taking place in many cities throughout Greece, and which are still ongoing, by the way, uh, against this agreement and against uh, any compromise which Greeks see as giving away the Macedonian name. Now, Russia, more recently, uh, earlier this month, about 10 days ago, uh, responded in kind uh, by expelling some Greek diplomats from Moscow. So there's been a tit-for-tat uh, in the uh, diplomatic relations between the two countries. And I think it's safe to say that uh, diplomatic relations between Greece and Russia are as bad as they've been in many decades. Uh, it should be pointed out here, and this is very significant, that the um, U.S. ambassador to Greece, Jeffrey Piat, uh, was the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador in the Ukraine where, when, that, when the coup in that country took place. Uh, and a new, much more uh, pro-Western regime uh, was installed back in 2014. So I don't think it's a coincidence that the same man is now the U.S. ambassador in Greece at a time where Greek relations with Russia are worsening. It certainly sounds that there could be some encouragement there. What do you know about, you know, there were, uh, there's, a, there, there's a couple stories about, about some Greek soldiers that were in Turkey facing espionage charges. You know, do you know about that story? Yes, uh, this was actually this was a big story in an ongoing situation for the past uh, six months or so. Uh, these two Greek soldiers, um, were, I believe they were actually officers in the Greek army, were captured along the Greek-Turkish border border in the north of Greece in early March, and they were held in Turkey. They were detained, actually, without official charges, as far as I know, uh, until just a couple of days ago, uh, when they were suddenly released by, uh, the, uh, by uh, the Turkish regime, and they have since returned to Greece. Uh, so 
this came as a bit as a bit of a surprise um, for many in Greece. Even the government itself, through uh, various ministers and so forth, have said that they were not expecting the Greek soldiers to be released so soon. Um, and what it's do we interesting think, what do you think precipitated this, is, or does anybody have any any idea? Could it, I mean, could There's it be that Turkey is looking for better relations, or what? Could, what do you think it is? Well, there's a lot of theories going around. Uh, I think the main theory is that it has to do with U.S. pressure and sanctions towards Turkey. Um, I'm, I'm sure many of the listeners are familiar with the uh, issue concerning the uh, the American pastor Brunson right. uh, that is being uh, that is being held in Turkey, and the U.S. demands for his release. Um, the U.S. had issued an ultimatum to Turkey that included several demands. Interestingly enough. Uh, the release of these two Greek soldiers was not one of these demands, as far as I am aware, at least not officially. But that does not mean that there was not some kind of um, behind-the-scenes negotiation that may have also involved the fate of these two uh, Greek officers. There's many in Greece who feel, however, that Erdogan's response and Turkey's response is more of an indirect response to these threats on the part of the U.S., meaning that the U.S. may not have explicitly demanded the release of these two Greek soldiers, but but Turkey authorized their release as a as a um, sign of good faith, particularly towards uh, Europe and the European Union, and also as a as a sort of counter to um, to the U.S. demand, saying, "Well, you know, we can release these two soldiers. We haven't charged them with anything, but we're not releasing uh, Brunson, the uh, the um, detained uh, pastor." So that's one of the theories that's been going around here in Greece. There's, I believe, the Russian foreign minister uh, Lavrov was also in Ankara recently, and it's entirely possible that uh, Russia, despite its um, pretty good relations at this time with Turkey and its deteriorating relations with Greece at this time as well, may have put some pressure on Turkey as well. And the reason for this might come down to oil, as Russia has wanted to pass uh, oil and gas pipelines uh, through Turkey and through northern Greece uh, for quite a few years now. And, and, and this is an issue that has been rekindled in recent months. Uh, there's many who feel that the Macedonia deal between um, Greece and uh, its neighbor to the north uh, may also have implications as far as the fate of possible oil and gas pipelines uh, that would be transporting Russian oil and gas. So there's a lot of potential factors at play. Of course, the government in Greece is, is, is taking the credit for uh, the diplomatic efforts to secure the release of these two Greek officers. Uh, and of course, uh, media in Greece that is friendly toward the current government is also claiming that it was the um, diplomatic efforts of the foreign ministry and also the prime minister himself uh, recently meeting with Erdogan uh, that led to the release of the soldiers, but I really don't believe that's the case. To be quite honest, I don't think Turkey takes Greek diplomacy very seriously at all. I think um, other factors are at play here, and I think the most likely factor is U.S. pressure towards Turkey. One of the things I was a little surprised about was, to me, it seems that um, when, you, when you talk about the how the Greeks view the Turkish economy, it sounds kind of, you know, they're kind of um, dispassionate in a way and that they're backed away saying we're watching what's going on. And my imme imme immediate thought was those countries are like so close, you know, they're side by side. 
um, how could it be? So fill us in. Is the Greek is the Greek economy and the Turkey Turkish economy intertwined? I mean, if they go down, don't you guys go down, or will it affect you know the Greek economy? And so you know. Uh, that that's my question about it. That, that these two economies, if they fall, isn't there a fear that your economy will? I mean, you you know you're coming back from what was a, 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 a you know a pretty a pretty nasty um, fall a few years back. That's an excellent question, and there's some direct and indirect effects. Uh, beginning with the direct effects, um, there is actually a great deal of trade between Greece and Turkey, and a lot of Turkish exports go out. Uh, to the rest of the world uh, through Greece. So being able to get Turkish goods through Greece and out to the rest of Europe and beyond is very important for Turkey and the Turkish economy. I believe something, I saw the figure recently, I believe it's something like 60% of Turkish air, uh, exports pass through Greece at some point. So if, if, um, if there are uh, continued uh, negative pressures on the Turkish economy, this will uh, have that sort of impact on Greece as well. Uh, but there's also indirect, but despite being indirect, perhaps stronger impacts um, between the um, Turkish economy and the Greek economy, which have to do with the fact that uh, Greece is a member of the Eurozone. And um, many major Eurozone banks, particularly from Germany and France, and this might sound very familiar to some people, are exposed uh, to, <clears throat> to Turkish bonds and to Turkish assets. So if the Turkish uh, economy continues its downward spiral, this might affect the Eurozone as a whole. And I believe that the Euro has recently reached uh, recent lows uh, in its um, its in in its uh, exchange rate compared to the U.S. dollar, so anything that happens to the Turkish economy will impact the European economy, and anything that impacts the European economy will impact, of course, the Greek economy. And then there's a third factor as well, uh, which is that Greece and Turkey are both competing for the same tourist market, and one potential benefit of a devalued lira, a devalued Turkish currency, is that Turkey suddenly becomes a much cheaper tourist destination in Greece, which has a hard currency and an expensive currency, the euro. So one potential benefit of what is going on in Turkey is that it suddenly becomes a much more attractive destination, at least from an economic point of view, for many tourists compared to Greece. Of course, if there's continued instability in a country and economic instability leads to other sorts of instability, political or otherwise, then that might negate any uh, benefits for Turkey. But as of now, um, certainly one benefit of a weaker currency is that it's a less expensive destination for tourists compared to Greece. My, my understanding is also, and I don't know if you know anything about this, that, that, that the Turkish companies are very heavily leveraged, that they have a lot of um, loans out to the European banks, and that, of course, if they're, you know, if you're paying 100 bucks a month and your currency drops in half, now that loan ends up being $200 a month and that they're heavily leveraged, I think, in a way that Greece was in one time, at one time, um, to these banks in, in Europe. Do you know anything about that? Yes, that is very true. Uh, Turkey has a lot of debt, uh, both uh, private debt and also uh, uh, public debt, that is denominated in 
foreign hard currency such as the U.S. dollar. So any uh, slippage in the exchange rate between the Turkish lira and these other hard currencies will, of course, make it much more difficult for Turkey and for Turkish companies and businesses to service that debt. It's as if that debt has uh, doubled, as you mentioned. And this is, of course, very familiar to what was happening in Greece back in 2009 and 2010 as well. Uh, there is one difference. Greece uh, even then had the euro. So it wasn't really so much a case of the Greek currency being devalued, as is uh, the case with um, with Turkey right now. But uh, Greek bond yields had skyrocketed, and that is also happening in Turkey as well. Uh, and suddenly it became much more expensive for Greece to borrow on the open market. So suddenly um, it became much more difficult for uh, both for uh, the Greek state, but also for Greek companies uh, to uh, to get financing on the international markets. And that is what eventually led to the so-called bailouts in Greece turning to the Troika, uh, consisting of the European Union, European Central Bank, and IMF um, and, to uh, uh, we're, we're finance the just we're just about up against the hard break. Once again, we're talking to Dr. Michael Nevardakis, host of Dialogos, Dialogos Radio and a contributor to Mint Press. Uh, tell people where they can find your stuff online. Yes, absolutely. It's D-I-A-L-O-G-O-S media.org and mintpressnews.com, where I will resume writing regularly this month. And how about on Twitter? And on Twitter, it's D-I-A-L-O-G-O-S media. Thank you very much, Dr. Michael Neverdakis. Once again, coming in to fill, a, fill us in from Greece, what's going on in Greece, in, in, in Greece, and their perspective on the many ha news happenings in Turkey. Um, as usual here at Fault Lines, we try to keep you up to date with the news around the world and bring you the people with the knowledge to give you the coverage that you deserve. But we'll be right back. You're listening to Fault Lines with Nixon and Stranahan. Fault Lines.